Hello, welcome back to the Barefoot Books podcast. Before Romeo and Juliet, there was Romeus and Julieta. Find out if their love can overcome hatred in this week's story, which inspired Shakespeare's most famous romance. After the story, go to barefootbooks.com to find the complete Shakespeare storybook collection. This is the story of The Hill of Roses, the source for Romeo and Juliet. Far away in a distant land, there is a hill completely covered with roses. There is an old story of how the hill came to be that way, but it is hardly ever told. Some say it's a tale too sad for the telling. In ancient times, two villages stood on either side of that hill. The people of each village were sworn enemies. They would have nothing to do with each other, and there was no business between them. When troubled times came, the villagers of one hamlet refused to help those of the other. When good times returned, the two villages never celebrated together. There was never any love between the two villages, only hatred. The hill that separated these hamlets became a kind of no-man's land. In time it became the only thing the villagers shared, for both used the hill as a graveyard for their dead. Now in one village there lived a man called Romeus. He was young and reckless. Some called him brave, others said he was crazy. He was always doing wild things to show off to his friends. In the other village was a young woman named Julietta, who lived with Tibbet, her brother. Juliet is the most beautiful girl in the world. That's what everyone claimed. Even the people in Romeus's village had to admit she was lovely. So one midwinter, when Julietta and Tibbet's father announced he would be hosting a fancy dress ball, everyone wanted to go. Even the men of Romeus's village, who were enemies of Julietta's people, wanted to go so they could see her but no one dared. How I wish I could take a look at this Julietta, sighed Quicksilver, Romeus's best friend. I'll go and look at her, boasted Romeus. After all, who's to know? The party is fancy dress. Then I dare you, Quicksilver teased, never dreaming that Romeus would. The crazy boy disguised himself, dressing up as a nymph so no one would recognize him. Carefully climbing the hill, he found his way down the path that wound into Julietta's village and slipped into the ballroom. He was dressed up so no one knew that he wasn't a local. At the first chance, Romeus grabbed Julietta's arm and swept her into a dance. His hands felt warm, while everyone else's had been freezing. Thank you for the dance, smiled Julietta as she curtsied to him, and for giving me your warm hands for they've warmed mine. It was then they looked into each other's eyes and fell in love. When Romeus left the ball, Julietta followed him. She paused when she saw him entering the graveyard to climb the hill. Could she have fallen in love with a ghost? Even so, that love made her follow Romeus up the path. Seeing him head down the other side of the hill, she realized He came from the village of her enemies. Even so, she called, Wait! Please wait! Romeus stopped. 
When he turned and saw Julietta, he hurried back to her, took her by hand again, and they kissed. For a long while they stood in the cold winter's moonlight, talking and talking, as if they would never stop. When at last they parted, they had planned to meet again. Whenever we can and wish to meet, let us send one another a rose, said Julietta, and Romeus agreed. So it was that each week, sometimes each day, Romeus would send a red rose plucked from the glass house in his garden, or Julietta a white rose carefully cultivated in the sheltered cloisters of her village church. That was a sign that one of them would be at the top of the hill in the evening, and the other would always be there with a warm welcome. Their love grew, but they dared not tell anyone about it, even family or friends. Romeus and Julietta hoped they might get married, and so bring their people together. As winter passed, and songbirds began to return to welcome in the spring, they promised each other that soon they would find a way to wed. Time passed, and the people of each village grew to hate each other more than ever. Many feared the two places would each be destroyed, and everyone killed. Tibbet, Julietta's own brother, was one of those most full of hate. He was ever watchful, always looking for signs of his enemies and itching to pick a fight. It wasn't long before he became suspicious of Julietta's quiet but secret ways. He began to follow her suspecting that his own sister had betrayed him and his friends by falling in love with one of the enemy. One spring night, as Romeus and Julietta walked arm in arm atop the hill, the snow began to fall. So cold and heavy was the late winter blizzard that Romeus begged Julietta to let him take her safely back to her house, where he would spend the night, or to return with him to his home. We can't do that, gasped Julietta. We can't spend the night together under one roof until we're married. Then let's marry tonight, Romeus pleaded. Julietta looked into his eyes and agreed at once. They raced through the snow to the little church behind the graveyard and knocked loudly at the door to wake the friar. This holy man had long prayed that the villagers would stop their fighting. When he had listened to the young people and learned of their eagerness to be wed, he agreed to marry them, for he hoped that this would put an end to the quarrel. That night was the happiest Romeus and Julietta had ever known. They woke in Julietta's house to the sound of a nightingale singing in harmony with the lark. The snowstorm of the night before had melted away, and Romeus carefully made his way home. That day, each would tell their fellow villagers of the marriage that had taken place. If the people would not join together to celebrate their happiness, then he and Julietta would run away together to make a new life somewhere else. But it was too late. As Romeus approached his village, he found it under attack. Julietta's brother, Tibbet, had seen them on the hill the night before and now knew for certain that his sister loved one of the enemy. 
In his fury, he had led a gang of angry young men around the hill to burn down the neighboring village. He wanted to destroy it completely and save his sister from her folly. But Quicksilver, always on the lookout for trouble, had seen Tibbet and his men approach with flaming torches in their hands. He roused his people at once to fight the gang and save their homes. This was the mad scene that greeted Romeus as he entered his village. He ran at once into the fray. Stop, he screamed. Stop the fighting. Just at that moment, Quicksilver dashed at Tibbet with his sword. Romeus pushed his friend away so as to save the brother of his wife. But Tibbet was too quick. As Quicksilver fell, Tibbet stabbed him with his dagger, killing him at once. Murderer, cried Romeus, mad with grief. Seizing Quicksilver's sword, he lunged at Tibbet. Single-handedly, he drove out Tibbet and all his men, sending them back to their village. Back at home, Tibbet told his sister the grim news, watching her to see what she would do. Julietta wept with fear. And how was Romeus when you left him? She begged to know. You snake in the grass, roared Tibbet. You do love him. We were married last night, Julietta admitted through her tears. He's my husband now. Never, spat Tibbet. You're lying. You'll never be married to him. You'll marry a man of this village. You'll marry who I say. You will marry the first man I bring back to this house. With that, Tibbet went out to fetch a man, any man, to force on his beautiful sister, whom he now hated more than anything in the world. Julietta ran at once to the friar and told of all the disasters that had occurred. What am I to do? she cried. I can't get to Romeus in time, and I dare not stay with my brother. First we must try to calm everyone down, replied the friar. When all is quiet, then everything can be sorted out. We must try to make peace. But how? Julietta implored. The only peace these villagers know is the peace that comes with death. This gave the priest his plan. Along with his wisdom and his many skills, the friar possessed some magic. He told Julietta of a certain potion. If taken, this potion would make a person appear to be dead when truly he slept only a very deep sleep from which he would awaken after three days. Let me drink this potion, Julietta insisted. When Tibbet thinks I'm dead, my people will bury me. You then can make the peace. If you cannot, send a white rose to my husband with a message that he is to meet me at my tomb and take me away to a place where we can love each other in freedom. The friar agreed to all this. Julietta drank the potion and collapsed to the floor of the church. The priest raised the alarm, and when Tibbet came, he was told the news. You see what you have done, said the friar with great sadness. Your beautiful sister has died of a broken heart. There was much weeping and wailing then. Tibbet ordered that all fighting should cease for a while out of respect for his sister. A funeral was arranged and a grand tomb built, and Julietta was placed within. 
Throughout the funeral, the friar begged Tibbet to make peace, but Tibbet refused, promising instead, when my sister's buried, we'll destroy those who broke her heart. So the friar had no choice but to pluck a white rose from the church cloister and tie to it a message for Romeus. Your true love is not dead. She waits for you and wishes a new life for you both. Meet her in her tomb. This was sent at once to Romeus. That night he eagerly climbed the hill to meet his love. But guarding the tomb was Tibbet, who rushed at Romeus with his sword. At once the two were fighting tooth and nail. But Tibbet's grief made him stronger, and before long Romeus fell to the ground, dead. At that moment, the tomb opened, and Julietta, now awake, stepped out. At the sight of her husband lying dead at Tibbet's feet, she flew at her brother, crying, You've killed him! You've killed him! For this you'll pay dearly! Tibbet went pale with shock and almost fainted. He had believed his sister dead and thought this must be her ghost come back to haunt him. Julietta, forgive me, he begged, falling to his knees. Tell me what to do so you won't curse me. Make peace between the villages, Julietta commanded, and never try to see me again. Shaking with fear, Tibbet turned and fled never truly understanding what had happened, but fearing his sister, whether dead or alive, he made sure that peace between the villages came at last. Romeus was buried by his friends in the grave meant for Julietta. Julietta remained in the tomb with her dead husband. She would not leave, longing only for death herself. The friar, horrified at how everything had gone so wrong, pleaded with Julietta to leave the graveyard and live again among her people. But she refused. She made the tomb a holy place where she lived as a hermit. And not long after the death of her beloved Romeus, she died of a broken heart. The friar placed her in the tomb beside Romeus. The sad story of what had happened was told throughout the land. Everyone came to know the tale. Many people whose hearts had been ruined by love came to see the place for themselves. From that time on, the people of both villages planted roses on that hill, red ones and white ones. Roses in memory of those who had died for love. Roses to remind the villagers of the true cost of hatred and the price of peace. And even to this day the hill is covered with roses, red blooms all mingled with white. That's all for today's episode. Thanks for listening. Now you can visit barefootbooks.com slash podcast to find special offers, join our email list, and listen to past episodes of the Barefoot Books podcast. See you next week. Bye.